This is Homo Superior. We're doing a special exposed issue because uh, we have to record in advance. So, advance. We all have our dicks out. Exvance. Yeah, yeah exvance. This has been court ordered that we do this. I'm, yeah. It's community service. Yeah. I'm Brent. I'm Kalen. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan. Adam. So, um, this is like an unstructured episode, so we're just going to... As opposed to our... Strongly structured episodes. No, they're so good. They're really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my first uh, question for you guys is, how did you originally get into comics? Want me to start? Yeah. Sure. Uh, so when I was a kid, uh, I grew up in India, uh, in Bombay, and my uh, family's flat. We lived right above, uh, it was called a library, but it was basically like uh, a Was it a library? Library. Yeah. Yeah, it was the library. No, it was, it was a library, but you had to, like, it wasn't like a public library. You had to pay to, like, uh, check out books. And they had a pretty extensive, like, comic book collection. How old were you? I was, like, uh, I, four years old. You're going to a library at four? So I had just learned how to read. And I, like, uh, my uh, entire family, I lived with my parents, my grandparents, my aunt and uncle. It was just, like, a big extended family. And they would always bring me, like, these comics. And so I started reading Tintin Comics and Asterix uh, of Gaul. Oh, yeah. Uh, Asterix and Obelix. Yeah, and I was sort of into it, but then like when I discovered superheroes, like it was just like the like the floor fell underneath me. Like the first time I ever saw Batman as a character, I was like, I need to know who this is. Mm-hmm. I need to like start reading every comic that he has. And so wow. uh, my uncle bought and then me. Then you became Batman. I became Batman. <laughs> I did. Uh, like, where does he get those gadgets? Uh, my uncle bought me a uh, a big like omnibus of like Batman from like the 30s to the 80s. And it was, like, all these, like, old comics, like, his first origin story, like, his crazy adventures in the 50s and 60s, his, like, more darker stories back in the 70s and 80s, and uh, I was a fan ever since. Do you happen to know what the first comic was that, like, hooked you? First comic that hooked me? Gosh. Um, like, the first the first Batman comic where you're like, oh, I get Batman, I'm obsessed. I think this was this was the one. Uh, it was, like, the Batman from the 30s to the 80s. Oh, okay. Uh, and I, I'm sure I had read Batman comics before. But being able to read like that many Batman comics uh, over the span of like you know several hours in this like giant book was uh, pretty mind blowing to like a like, four or five year old kid. I don't think I would want to read an omnibus. I don't like I don't trust omnibuses. Why they're too big? Yeah, it's too much. I don't because uh, my first my first introduction was my grandma bought two Spider Man comics. One was the creation. She burned them both. She, yeah, she. Uh, this what, is Satan's work. Because she lit them on fire and then threw them at me. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was the, it was Venom's creation, and then I can't remember what the other one was. Wow. But they were the only comics I had, so I just read them again and again and again. And obviously, my memory is so good, I forgot what one of them was. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've read a, like an omnibus or collection until I got into college and read like Watchmen or whatever. Okay. So it's like there. I know comics exist, but until this, I had never regularly read them. Hmm. So I I was a big uh, Saturday morning cartoons guy. Oh, that's the best. Um, so get some love the live action aspects of it. So Power Rangers were always doing yes. it for me. Um, and then of course X Men, the animated series, cre- crept in at some point. Yeah. Um, and then loving it so much, uh, I started reading the comics. 
Um, so I started reading Cable and X-Force, which was the most... Nine- I mean, this is probably why I'm so extreme now, obviously. Just yeah, love you're a, drinking a surge I love a big right gun. I love surge. Yeah, get off the, the table, Ryan. Yeah, I am starting to understand the argument that comic books are destroying our children. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would keep a two-liter two of surge in my locker. Oh, oh that sure sounds... Everything, an entire thing of surge. A two-liter of surge has man's severed head and eight pins. Perfectly organized. <laughs> it was such an extreme time. Even when you made homemade pizzas, it was extreme. Oh, the big yeah. bites, extreme. Yeah, big exactly. bites. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was better times. Uh, so I started reading that. Uh, I didn't, I, and then I stepped away from it for a, a little bit. And then when I became a self-aware sad gay boy, I got Aww. back into comics. Um, and when you were like all yeah. emo listening to Panic it was like, Disco, it was like literally two years later. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. So it was like. Early, like, uh, or late middle school is when I started to get back into it, and that by that time we had done some offshoot teams of X Men, and I got really, really into it again. Yeah. Um, and you know, what was the team that got you back into it? I've I've never liked the main team of X Men. I've always liked the offshoots. So weirdos. Yeah, they fucked Mm. up. Yeah, and also like I feel like between the uh, X Men and Power Rangers, it really just it was like it taught me about friendship. You know what I mean? Because it's always like, our powers together are stronger. So I've always had that bad friend. Oh my god. Well, because I don't like to text you, okay? Why don't you use any of your skill to help other people? (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. no. But I'm the leader, so they all follow me. I see. Yeah. Um, You're the one who gives the rallying speeches. (laughs) Really get us back together. Exactly. Um, But yeah, so, uh, so I... I've always been sort of obsessed, like, on and off. And then uh, back when I uh, went off to college again, I got super into comics. What was again. what what age was it that you got back into comics, and how far was it after you came out? Um, it was right before I came back so out. I think equation. comics were probably a really good time for me. Like, to, uh, So it was, like, ju- uh, junior year of high school, I was very depressed because I knew... And then my first year that I went off... And everyone else was depressed because they knew. Because they knew me. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, that's obvious. Oh, God. Um, So, yeah, I got got super into it then. Um, And then it... Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, it's funny. I was trying to think through... Definitely X-Men animated series. The, like, biggest things that stuck... Like, that I can think about as a child, like, reading. And what's really weird is I don't even remember really reading it. I just know we had it. It was, like, one issue of Wonder Woman where she was, like, dressed on a cover. She was dressed in, like, golden armor... And she was had she had a gun for some reason. Oh, oh, the nineties. Yeah, it was like such a weird. I don't even remember what the plot line and it was. was. Wonder Man at the time. The nineties were weird. But yeah. it was like uh, my friend that used to live down the street like loved comics too. Because I remember the other big comic that I had was like Supreme. I don't even remember. It was like an old yeah, image. Supreme, yeah, yeah, yeah. When that Alan Moore wrote out. it for a while. Oh wow, yeah. what is that? Supreme. So Supreme was a. Um, it was created by Rob Layfield. It was basically a Superman yeah. pastiche. Yeah. Um, and it was not good. And he good. had no legs. And yeah. also... <laughs> Tiny ankles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it wasn't very good, but then Alan Moore started writing it, and he basically wrote the Superman story that he always wanted to write. Oh, I see. Using, the, using a pastiche or an homage. And then the other ones that... Like, I, I collected the comics off and on again. It was actually... I collected it, like, during the worst time. It was right before it switched over to the new X-Men. And for some reason, I didn't read the new X-Men. Like, I kind of fell Me, off. Me, Grant Morrison's new X-Men. Right. Your yeah. favorite. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I was reading all the really shitty, like, stuff leading up to that. Like, where, like, the artwork was really getting crazy. It was, like, the 12. They all, like, sort of... Oh, such a bad Such a crazy shit. Oh, bad. Um, Search for Cyclops. Yeah. But what... Uh, 
but the big thing that stuck out to me that really like hooked me in post that was the not post before that was the age of apocalypse stuff and was really what was really yeah. funny is when i was younger i only had uh alpha and omega which was just the opening and closing of it which if you just read the two of those it kind of like gives you everything you really need to know about it but it wasn't until like later that they started releasing the major selected so, books age of apocalypse for me is right when it was coming out it was right when i got my first car and so I could drive myself to the comic store and never started reading in them. And then so then I started fucking my car. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but it was the no. Seriously, it was the first time I didn't have to depend on my parents taking me to the comic store. And like they were like, "Oh, we got to take you again. Like, when are you gonna get get rid of this hobbit? Uh, hobbit, oh, hobby, hobby, hobbit. Oh, get rid yeah. of this hobby." And like you know, obviously years later I haven't. But uh, uh, Age of Apocalypse was the first time I went to the comic store every week to buy every chapter. Yeah, it was the first yeah. time I collected an entire saga from beginning to end. It's I, so proud of It's so weird to do that finally when you go there every week. And when you have like a vacation, like a, a, a holiday or something like that, and you have to wait a day to get your comics. Oh you're like, gosh, when the Wednesday thing, when it was when the Thursday. Yeah, when it was like you're a holiday, so I was like, what do, you, what do you mean I have to go on Thursday? Uh, and you're uh, like, it so uh, yeah. made me so I'm glad bad. that's gone now. I know. Yeah, me too. Um, I used to get to go to the store once a week when my mom went to Weight Watchers, which was really funny. So it's like we, she would drop me off. I that would, like, is funny. Run around the store. I actually love the com- I forget what the name of the comic store was. I think it was, it was like Big Planet or Hey, come on! Well, what was really cool is that they had they had tabletop gaming, but they also had like Marvel vs. Capcom two uh, and Soul Calibur and Virtual Tennis. So I just would like spend my weekends there. Like, so out. my parents hated taking me to comics where I used to go to because they would do ga- uh, game tops. So yeah, it would be like D and D and uh, Warhammer and all those other games. And my dad was like convinced they were like like instruments of the devil. Oh no my god, that's so funny. They're like, oh, it's just all so fucking weird. Like, why the hell are you getting into this culture? So what about you, Clark? Uh, mine was we're probably like ten years old. My friend Justin Brandenburg, we would always have sleepovers, and he had like, he had shout all these out. comics. I never had comics. Shout out to Justin Brandenburg. And it, yeah, shout out to Justin <laughs> Brandenburg. Hiya. Uh, anyways, um, what the first comic I ever read of of his was uh, I don't remember the X Factor issue where Quicksilver and, and Crystal are trying to figure out whether they're gonna get back together. Mm-hmm. So they go to this cabin to try to work it out, and basically like, the second page is both of them naked with strategically placed like steam clouds. And I was like, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember another one that I remember of his was um, Venom when he gives birth to like the five other. Oh yeah, separ- wasn't that separation anxiety? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But anyways, there's a part where they get picking that way, and he's naked, and I was like, oh my gosh! So there's a thing. so many naked there's men. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I was kind of hooking up with a different best friend at the time. Oh okay. <laughs> was it was not it the it? same best friend? Well, we, we had some stuff from third through fifth grade. Exactly. Played it early. Wow. Anyways, we were in Boy Scouts together. Things Uh, happened. I bet you were. You got your merit badges. Was prepared. Uh, Uh, So I have a follow-up question. (laughs) Shut up, Kayla. And then I kind of just stopped. And um, back in 2004, I was in senior year of college. I don't know. And I met a boy, and so I got it because he liked the X Men. And I was like, well, I'm going to be stuck in on Wikipedia for six days, so I can know every single thing about everything. So we finally talked about it. I knew way more than him, and I was like, okay, this is yeah, good for me. I, I, I impressed him, and that's why I can't, that's why I can't do DC Comics is because I know I'm going to get stuck in Wikipedia for. You're a thousand percent correct on how I feel about DC Comics too, because I don't want to go down the tubes I mm-hmm. went down. No. With that, like, I feel like I, I've, I've become like a DC <laughs> Universe historian in a lot of ways because I've been through so many of the revamps yeah. from like Crisis to Zero Hour to Infinity Crisis. And it's, it's almost so like much. I'm like weirdly invested, 
Uh, and I'm, I'm liking the current batch of, of DC Comics. They're actually yeah. pretty good uh, compared to like what happened five, six years ago. Hmm. So I have a follow-up question. When did you first... What was the first comic that made you realize that... Uh, you were gay. Comic, yeah. <laughs> I already gay. told you that one. <laughs> yes, you did. No, the comics were um, beyond the this very like juvenile medium. Like When you first read it, you were like, holy shit. Uh, this is more than just superheroes. This is more than just good versus evil. More than just a Manichaean struggle. I think mine was... I read Watchmen as a collected book in... Sometime in college. And, like, at the time, I liked... I was reading comics and enjoyed them as, like, somewhat of a intellectual medium, but really barely. I was reading really bad shit back, like, as a kid. As a lot of, like, weird... Well, like, a lot of, like, image... Like, just a lot of the, the image crazy stuff, yeah. 90s, like, sex, boobs, action. And I was like, this is so cool. Um, but <laughs> Nailed it, Layfield. <laughs> but it was really... It was definitely that. And also the uh, the Authority. I think I really enjoyed those books. Mm-hmm. when I, I kind of just grabbed them out of, like, thin air. Like, I just happened to see them collected. And I was like, okay, I'll try these. And, like, that's where I was like, oh, there's... It's... It feels good to read these as opposed to, like, I don't really mind if someone saw me, re- you know, like, versus, like, skimming around on, like, some shitty things where just people's boobs are hanging out. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, mine's the same. Uh, because one of my friends was reading Watchmen for the first time, and he just kept encouraging me to read it. Yeah. And he lent me his copy, not knowing the entire history of comics and what Alan Moore is, like, criticizing and trying to reflect on. It's still just a very phenomenal piece of art. That, you know, it's trying to reflect on the way we have authority and institutions and how we think of heroes and what they mean. Um, I think I really got sold into the comic books um, and obsessed with Swamp Thing. Um, Going through that. Oh, yeah, you love that. I love that so much. That and um, uh, Miracle Miracle Man. Man. Yeah. I'm very predictable. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) You're booing my personality. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mm, this isn't going to be exactly the same, but just because I love history so much, because dramaturgy and all that kind of stuff, I got really into the Asterix comics because it wasn't j- it was because of the history of it, less than the story. I lied, Calvin and Hobbes. Go on. Yeah. Oh, I love oh, Calvin. Well, yeah, hundred percent agree with that. But yeah, uh, I guess that also. But um, Asterix was really my jam because my dad brought it back from France one time, and I fell in love with it. Oh, that's so funny. We have that in common. Because Asterix was one of the first comics I ever read. Yeah. Wow, why didn't you get married anyway? That'll be a terrible <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the wedding of the century, and then the, the last minute, we know it gets like a I thought married. you were going to say the last minute the New York together. Times will spoil <laughs> it. They'll spoil it, which we'll talk about in a second. Oh yeah. my gosh. Uh, I forgot. I, I, my brothers and I voraciously consumed Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, just loved it. We would so get every good. single compendium of, the, of them. I weirdly collected a lot of Garfield comics, too. I, at first, and I'm like, oh. Garfield for me. Garfield's garbage now, except then, for when he would always try to murder Nermal. And then I think there was also like Grimm's, the Grimm book, it was like that stupid, it was like the dog oh, and yeah, the cat and the God. old chicken lady. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grimbles or mother, Grimm, mother, mother, something. Oh, it was, Grimm. it was, it was, it was uh, Mother Goose and, and, and Grimm, Grimm. Brother yes. Grimm, yeah. Tristan uh, loves uh, Garfield because whenever Garfield was putting Odo in a package, he would always send him to Odie. Abu Dhabi. Odie. Yeah, yes. no, 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 he would send, <laughs> no, he always sent Nermal to Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Well, whatever. Fool. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Best recognize repping Garfield out here. 
Uh, I, my, I come from a family of collectors. Some may say hoarders. Um, but uh, And so we would collect all that fucking shit all the time. I was big into, like, Star Wars stuff. So even when I was lightly reading, like, X-Men comics or whatever I was reading, I would collect them. But it didn't take me until fucking years later to realize, like, oh, these are actually good stories. Like, I didn't even really process that. Yeah. I sort of just liked it for the bing-bang-boom yeah. factor like you did. Uh, like Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, so the first one that actually made me sort of like be like, oh, which it's like 2000. <laughs> Sorry, okay. Uh, there's a horror shirt. You, Mr. Ed, what is that? I don't know. I'm not used to bourbon anymore. Is this bourbon? Yeah, it is bourbon. All right, you, I'm not used to bourbon really, anymore. Is this bourbon? <laughs> well, I had like I'm literally a scotch whiskey. I literally so. had a half thing of scotch Your last night. literally did the thing though. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a feedback? I've got one. Yeah. <laughs> um,. Uh, anyway, so uh, my first one was actually Runaways, which actually... Oh, uh, oh that's a good so, one. Which was back in 2003 that it actually Shit. came out. I mean, so, oh, oh, well, I was going to say, uh, moving on a little bit. Yeah, we're done with what I you said. I wanted to answer oh, my own yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Sorry, I, forgot, I thought you would answer. Uh, yes, I'd like to answer my question. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, because you talked earlier about the same thing. No. Uh, <laughs> okay, no. Uh, my first one was... Um, <laughs> no, you only get one. <laughs> well, I have a superhero one and not a superhero one. So superhero one well, was... Then I guess I have to come up with one, too. No. No. Uh, Daredevil uh, Born Again, which was the storyline of uh, Wilson Fisk, the Kingpin, finding out that uh, Daredevil is, is Matt Murdock. And um, the storyline of him, like, you know, like, Karen Page comes back and, the like, basically... Yeah, she's, like, a junkie and a prostitute and a porn star, and she, like, sells his information... For like another hit, Ooh. and it felt very like adult, and like which is basically like a like a four color comic, a superhero comic, and I was like, holy fuck! Is it that ain't... why you were masturbating to? Yeah, it got me. Um, it got me completely invested into into Frank Miller. Oh, I thought he was gonna say hard. Like, go on. <laughs> I, got <you. laughs> I got me invested. In God, Kayla, learn how to yes and a joke. What? <laughs> no, no, that was a bad no, no, joke. no. I kept reading the books. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then um, since you guys mentioned Alan Moore, I actually read V for Vendetta before reading mm. uh, Watchmen. Yeah, and V for Vendetta, uh, like the graphic novel, it like helped form my early political beliefs. Where I just was like very an like, radical. Yeah, yeah, an anarchist <laughs> and a radical. Um, obviously tempered that, but uh, the movie annoyed me so much because like it didn't give me the same feeling that I read from the book. So. I mean, watching the movie and then reading the book, I actually liked it a lot. I thought the movie was a decent adaptation. It's like, fine. It was fine. It was fine. The book made me want to like start a revolution. The movie. Maybe you want to watch something else. I say Natalie Portman. So great. it was fine. The um, the like the nerd community generally is relatively accepting as long as you are clearly passionate about nerd stuff. It definitely has problems, especially when it comes to gender. Not if you're a woman. That's what I just said. <laughs> uh, and gays. Uh, but there actually does seem to be a very strong gay nerd yeah. uh, no, subculture. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Well, like, I mean, oh, that's a new question. Oh, I thought this yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you what feel about... ostracized already, so yeah. you you take yourself into this well, especially medium with X, and then when someone actually uh, can connect with you, um, you can actually talk to them. So it's it's like meeting your first gay person for the same reason as it is like meeting the first person I mean, that likes the same comic as you. Gays like to go into fantasies because they don't want to deal with their own. Also, we're lives. on the cosplaying sexually, so I think that's a crossover. I love a good furry situation. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, what? <laughs> oh, did that go down? There? Let's just. 
glide past like that. a pretty pony or something. Yeah. You're a brony? No. That's why yeah. you were praying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, a lot yeah. of. I think it's a lot of escapism. It's a lot of connection to something that you don't like see. I feel like so much of about comics and you know nerd culture in general is very. Uh, it's all. I think it's like now it's a lot more prevalent because of social media. So you can find people much easier, and you have all these comic cons. But like back in the eighties and the nineties, you were literally like. I was just gonna like I was gonna ask everybody in terms of what your comic shops were like because I remembered like yeah. loving going to the comic store because nobody in school really read anything and so like it was so fun and to go. He means nothing. They didn't read textbooks. They didn't read <laughs> illiterate. I was uh, yeah. <laughs> what was your comic store like? That's I mean, I it, guess they're kind of like tabletop gaming, video games, tons of a uh, really good collection. It was it was just in uh, Rockland County in New York, so like it was definitely on like the good cutting edge kind of comic stuff. But, like, I remember it even then. I think it was still around when I started visiting my sister at college in Michigan, and they had a comic store. And that's where they had, like, manga and a lot of stuff. And that's why I super got into manga, because I was like, what is this? Um, and like, yeah, what is it? What is manga? <laughs> uh, I, I for me, because no, um, I was in a suburb of Atlanta, and there weren't tons of comic book stores. We would go into Atlanta and occasionally wander around. And I, the first time I went into a comic book store, it was like like going into a music store and there's just tons of comic books and it's if you don't know anything about it it's super overwhelming and yeah. it feels like some kind of weird exclusive thing that everyone hates yeah. but the people who are in it clearly love it a lot and so you don't know how to like it put yourself into that right. world yeah that's true um, when when you live in Port Charlotte Florida let me tell you there's only one thing to do. It's fucking Wait, the Port <laughs> <laughs> You can only go to the mall. And so Or commit suicide. There are two options. Um well I tried the second oh, and it didn't take. You can't get an orange Julius and suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which is how I spend my dates. That's actually what we call a date. Uh, or Julius and Suicide, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, uh, there was a comic shop there, and then it, it was my life for so long, and then it closed down one oh, day. And so I had to drive far to get to it's, another it's one. Like and a- it was so weird, because I was trying to still follow all those stories, and, like, back in the day, you couldn't just go online and, like, Read a synopsis. There's no comic. There's no comicsology. Yeah. There was no like. Yeah, yeah. that's was actually, so, so crazy. That's crazy to hear because we had actually. I was thinking about this. We had two of them. One was like the fun tabletop one, and then Paperback Exchange was like the like almost like dirty old man comic book shop because it was like run by like a really old guy and like it was super dusty. And he molested you. Lots of so backish. Yeah, I had lots of great sex <laughs> at the Paperback Exchange. Um, no, but it was just like it's where like the adult people went. Like they put in their solicitations, they go pick up their comics and leave versus like yeah. this bigger social atmosphere. But yeah. they were like literally. I mean, it makes sense. That's how businesses work. But like, they were so close. They were just like one shopping plaza over from another. Yeah. And, like, that's how big comics were in the city. Like, for they were around for at least ten years. I tried to when I was younger. I um, I tried to uh, make friends with people who read comics, and most of them were just so antisocial. Yeah. So can I, I can I tell you something? I was terrified to talk comics. I was like, this same. is my thing that I don't mm-hmm. want to talk to anyone about. Same. Yeah. Which is real? It's really strange to think of now, but like it is because like, you're just telling I, everybody you were gay. You were I was like, like I'm a faggot. I mean, what are you reading, X Men? Yeah. Are we gonna say Clark? My comic store also closed down, 
And you burned it. I mean, you burned it. Don't burn these cocktails. Have you ever seen, have you ever seen <laughs> those 90s Thomas's English muffin commercials <laughs> where everyone's excited to go, to go get an English it. muffin? They, like, these are like weird 1860s orphans going to try to get English muffins. And then the sign says, like, closed, moved to America. I always wanted to make a movie where after after that happened, they all committed suicide because they hadn't have any English muffins. Like, there's so much... So, yeah. That's so what, that's what you equate your first This is a great movie. Bible goes east, apparently. Oh but God. what is... What was that? <laughs> How was, was your comic store because like? Because comic books, I don't remember so the what name you of do it. Once that I happened. mostly went to that comic book store because next door was Brenner's Bakery, and I love those cupcakes. I don't know the name Shout of the out comic to book store. <laughs> so when I was a, it's closed now. It's gone. When I was uh, like in junior high, I went to this comic store. And my my mom and my dad would take me there, and the guy who ran the comics book store, I swear to God, he was the spitting image of the comic book guy from The Simpsons. Uh, I'm convinced really? that Matt Groening and all the folks who work on The Simpsons basically yeah, had the guy as a template. The guy was awful. Like he sounded like him. He was a overweight, like obese guy. Like smelled bad. Ponytail. Ponytail. <gasps> and he had like these really long fingernails. He wouldn't cut. And I remember going and asking him for uh, some some DC comic that I really wanted. Like it was like they stopped publishing it, but it was in the back issues. And I was like, Do you have a copy of Infinity Incorporated? Because Todd McFarlane used to draw it before he went to Spider Man. Oh yeah. And he was like, Yeah. I certainly hope we don't. And I just was like, <laughs> and that's how you became who you wow. are. Wow. And you it. based your personality on this yeah. man. Basically, yeah. Where's the ponytail? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. It's funny that you said um, that you were worried about telling people about comics because I used to be really into Pokemon and Magic the Gathering. Same. And I recognized that other people didn't love that or didn't talk about it. So I stopped having those as being things that I yeah. wanted to like, do. Do you want and to come now over I and find out there are tons of gay people who are like super into Pokemon. Like, what the fuck was I doing? Dude, with look, my when when the new Pokemon game comes over, uh, comes on. Do you want me to? I'm come over I'm to my so place far out of the loop. I, I think can't. it's like that. I do think of it as like a Pikachu still in it. Don't worry. worry, he always is. But he's a fucking phony. Who gives a shit about? Pikachu? I don't care about him. <laughs> right? I, I think about it as a win-win situation though, because I think. By not necessarily having, because I'm kind of always thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, it would have been really nice to, like, I don't know, grow up, like, now. Because you literally have unlimited access to, like, everything and everyone that enjoys the same hobbies that you do. Um, but I also appreciate the sort of, to your point earlier, where, like, it felt kind of very unique. And, like, you got to feel, and, like, if you did get to meet, it was almost like uh, finding a needle in a haystack, where if you did find somebody that like connected with you on something like that it was like your mind was blown because of how yeah. cool it was that you guys shared something that like other people the had. problem the problem for me was like everybody i talked to who was into it was they were so weird and antisocial yeah. that i Sorry. just was like yeah 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 it's like i couldn't relate to them at all like we talk about it and they got so into it and animated in a weird way i was like then I would just like be like Homer yeah, in the too bushes, much fandom, like, yeah like i would just back away from it. like this is not what i want to talk about it it wasn't until like i got I was in my 20s that uh, I was starting this comic store in Austin where I became friends with uh, this guy who was like an assistant manager at a comic store and like like he we were the same age and like you we had were... sex with them no I did not he was actually not gay uh, but <laughs> a lot of people thought he was you sound like really like 
funny yeah. story. Funny story. Of I did I was like, your profile is not that of promiscuity. Kaylin's so. <laughs> style is and no. And no. <laughs> but no. Yeah. Uh, hey, But he, uh, we had, we, um, we became friends and we ended up like having like a lot to say about comics and so much so that like other customers would like be like, oh, these two idiots are going. Oh, out. like you hang out, yeah. We, I would like oh, hang out for out. hours at yeah, the concert. Yeah. It was like something. It was a ritual then on Wednesdays. It wasn't just that That's I went cool. to go to comics. I, sh- I actually changed comic stores to like go and hang out with them. Aww. What if he really didn't like you and you just don't know it? <laughs> <laughs> and that changed Kalen's personality yeah. for the rest of my, his life. That's you go this home is, and this just is like, like Miracle Man when he finds exhausted. out that he's actually not in space. Oh, and like he's actually God. just an experiment by the UK government. That's so ridiculous. Um, well, because uh, you mentioned earlier adaptations of uh, the uh, V for Vendetta. Yeah. Um, what's an adaptation you'd like to see? I'd like to see the runaway. Either like well. TV, yeah. like from comics to TV or film. Uh, I def- want to see a straight up X Factor. Yeah, I would like to see what, X Men done. Be? Exactly In what X Factor Investigations was. Yeah. No, but like, is it a is, is it a movie? Is it a, it's a trilogy? A TV show. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I good I, solid one word answers. <laughs> I, I think the X Men need to. They desperately need fingers, all the fingers in the world cross that this fucking thing goes through with Disney and Fox, mm-hmm. um, because the X Men need to be out of Fox's hands. Yes. Now. Well, they were. I mean, they've already planned a stockholder meeting. So. The I know July twenty seventh. We all know when the stockholder. Meeting I actually did is. not know that. Yeah, well, well, I, I didn't know, know the date. <laughs> I only know that they announced. Them. Oh, okay. Uh, well then I am sorry Uh, spoilers I guess no I would like to see them done in the way that Marvel is the only thing is there's something weird about when mainstream people are into the Avengers now that I'm slightly mad about it and I don't know how to place my feelings because it should be okay but it makes me mad because I'm, I do want to do the thing of like, like you don't know this. That's like, 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 I know, like, and I have to say no yeah. to myself. It's like doing it's like that. a band that you love. Yes. All of a sudden, becomes mainstream. You're like, I know. Oh, why are you ruining them? I just like acting superior, so it gives me the time to do that. Yeah, homo superior. That's what I call myself. That. Yeah, it's. It's oh, what's an ad- what's I want to see adaptations of like all of the uh, manga I used to read. So like, like what, what, we, saw, what we saw, Blade of the Immortal was fucking it's awful, so good. and I'm so annoyed because it would probably make a great because it could be it wouldn't be. I think I would compare it more to uh, sort of like a Game of Thrones Westworld. Like I think you could do a show like Game of Thrones Westworld where it's yeah. like very high concept, like big set, but like because the characters are interesting and like the plot lines are interesting. There's also, I think I've talked about it, I don't know necessarily on here a lot, but it was a uh, Gaunts, which was like a thing where like you people basically died and then got resurrected to fight um, yeah. aliens. And like that was super cool because it was like tons of permadeath and also like just such a crazy like, no one had plot armor, like anything could happen at any time, which was really cool. And then Gunsmith Cats, which I don't think they could do nowadays because it's slightly misogynistic. Like, it's a ton of, like... Oh, it's bad. But what's great is there was a really cool villain. I forget what the fuck her name was. Goldie. And, like, she was, like, this huge, like, Russian, like... It was so weird. She's uh, yeah. There's so many bad. There's so many problematic things with it, but it's a really interesting read, and it's a great, like, kind of crime... Uh, bounty hunter kind of idea so I would love to see that done well and done intelligently for this like day and age but I think they could do it really well what would you like Brent so not many people follow it but it's really amazing um, there's an online uh, a webcomic called Earthworld 
Oh, which, yeah. Oh, yeah, we read that as one of our graphic novels. I love it so much. The basic premise is that there's a guy from our world who is used to playing uh, Dungeons & Dragons type games, and he's a dungeon master, and he gets sucked into this two-dimensional world where the entire world system is based off of similar sets of rules that you you live in a hex, you uh, have to do a turn-based set of operations, and Funny. it tries to explore, um, you know, kind of the basic physics of what that would be like, <coughs> along with, like, the politics of war and the nature of relationships. And it does such a good job of taking themes that we think are important in art and stories and embedding them in this kind of uh, combat game. If they could, it's really hard, but if they could do a TV series, they would have, they have so much material now in order to make it like a seven season show. In, in this super self-aware world that we live in right now, is it possible to do it without turning it, uh, and making it funny and relevant without turning it into Deadpool? Um, yes, because it is, it's already funny. There, I mean, there's tons of jokes and inside stuff. One of the things that's, the, the themes that's really important is that in Earthworld, um, so many of the things that matter in our world are reflected in it. And so if you have some knowledge about how, like, someone's named, like there's a, there's a king called Tricky Dick who is like Richard Nixon. Yeah. Um, and if you know what Nixon is like, you know how to anticipate what mm-hmm. his behavior is supposed to be, which I think adds a, la- a meta layer to your thinking about characters um, that I think is very interesting. But it's very unlikely to ever be made just because you'd have to do so much world general, building. Yeah, you yeah. Have to, I mean, you have to have such good CGI in order to make it not look stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love, actually, uh, this goes back to something you said, Adam, them to do, it doesn't have to be necessarily this, but an adaptation of the authority. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm saying that is because um, I think superhero adaptations right now have been sort of been tracking mm-hmm. comics in the early part of, uh, like, co- like superhero comicdom where they're essentially they're just defending the status quo. Yeah. Which is yeah. conservative in a small C. The Authority was a comic that disrupted the status quo. And you had a, a group of superpowered individuals who went in and disrupted uh, like complete like you know uh, oppressive regimes mm-hmm. uh, to be able to do something good. I mean, somebody called them once they were like basically liberal fascists. And it's not something you know. I necessarily like agree with their uh, the way that they did it, but I agreed with their motives. And I think it would be kind of cool to see like a superhero film that sort of tackled these issues, a la Miracle Man, a la The Authority, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of that stuff. I think it would be. I think that's like sort of the next step of what uh, like uh, comic book adaptations where they need to go. It's like Luke benevolent Cage. telling you what to do sort of thing. Well, that, no, it's not that. It's, it's more just like introducing an element of politics. And I think yeah. Luke Cage kind of dances around that. I haven't seen the second season yet, but it kind of danced around in the first season. It actually does it a lot more. In, in the second season? Yeah. That's that's exciting to hear. So when I when I start watching it, yeah. I'll, I'll look forward to that. But um, They, they uh, not to spoil anything of Luke Cage, but yeah. I would <laughs> recommend watching it. It does a lot to question, hey, spoilers. question motives of heroes and villains within like systems and don't yeah. forget that likable gay stuff likable gay stuff <laughs> as we've talked about before yeah um we'll talk about it <laughs> <laughs> and that's a threat yeah <laughs> what were you saying Cameron? no that was that's, uh, that was, I, that was that kind of I, I think uh so comics just in general are a weekly or bi-weekly thing that always used to come out 
if we could just have something that's like mainstream sort of like Avengers, Justice League, something like that where it technology is caught up with it enough where it doesn't have to be one of the CW shows and it can actually be well written. Like if we could get that on TV like as a weekly thing, I think it would be so fucking cool. What you mean like have to like ten episodes of the Avengers doing whatever? Yeah, that would be fucking amazing. Yeah. How how different and there's great enough that would be. material there to adapt that you could probably do that as like a Without show. Without a doubt, yeah. And slice of life would totally work for that and it would have fleshed them out so much more. The, Which is why it was so sad that the runaway's adaptation was so bad. Yeah. No. The CGI is really actually a huge constraint Spends still up. because yeah. We've talked about it before, but if you look back on the MCU, That's they do CGI really well when it's like one guy because they know the camera's focused on them. But yeah. if you have multiple people, it becomes okay. Well, so but to your point. point, why don't they do? Why couldn't they? Just like they've done with uh, Star Wars, like they have sort of stuff that fills in the blanks. Yeah, it would be really nice for them to do some sort of animated or, or CGI show that takes place within the MCU universe. Because right now, like. They oh, have, like, Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers Assemble. I don't but believe... But they tried it with the we're... Netflix shows, and it, it hasn't really worked out we're, that well. Well, right, but I'm just saying, like, the at least with the cartoons, you could have all of... Like, you could fill... You could do the storylines without having to have all of these actors all we're of this money. We're such these watered-down characters on fucking TV, and it's so fucking boring. Yeah. yeah. And, like... I think, I think the difference between something like Star Wars and the Avengers would be that there are long gaps between people expecting much, when Star yeah. Wars comes out, and... Um, the fact that, you know, it's CGI helps, but also mm. they're, like, filling in the spaces for all these stories that have already, like, been written yeah. and have happened, and people have had time to think about them. If you try to do it now, you would probably have to set it a little bit back, or you'd have to pick some weird side universe that you're kind yeah. of relating to. Well, and I mean, if you really think about when you... I think if it wasn't for the fact that the mar the movies became so big and the fact that the stars that they have are so goddamn <laughs> yeah. expensive, I'm sure they could have had a lot more crossover. Like, yeah, if it was, you know, if that's why Agents of Shield is right. stagnant. That's why right. all the Netflix shows are basically one episode that they stretch out between seven. I love episodes. this. Uh, this is kind of gets to my next question. Your so when it comes to adaptations, like. What do you wish the film and television industry were doing better? Like, how do they... What's the worst, most egregious way they're fucking up adaptations of comics? What would you want to see more of? Uh, playing it too safe. Yeah. yeah. They're always playing it too safe. Um, they're still doing... Even though they're doing bigger and smarter and more fun things, like, say, Thor Ragnarok, that, that was a little bit of a risk in the way that it's super 80s, like the music styling and like all the other stuff. Uh, Even that was kind of safe, though. Yeah, because yeah. they were leaning into the. But th that's the that's the most abrasive they've ever done. Yeah. Like that's the most they've ever done. Like actually, fucking go there. I feel like I think I, Black Panther was a, a, a more of a risk for them. Yeah, but they, a, I love Black Panther. But even then, it's still watered down. I think the biggest risk was Ant Man, and it was so much of a risk that they dropped Edgar Wright. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You don't want to do it. That is a thousand percent. Well, I, my bigger problem is that I wish people would just like replicate the source material like again I always go back to Game of Thrones is like there's I mean obviously they condensed a lot of it but they literally just followed the beats and it's like you can do that and have a fantastic like fans are gonna love it and new people will love it too because it's actually good content I think that's been a, a nice 
uh, evolution of like superhero movies and TV shows of them embracing the source material more than they right. used to. They're not embarrassed by it because if you think about like the early X Men films and even like as much as I love them, the Christopher Nolan Batman films, they are completely. They're like this is our realistic. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like you it know, like and you can <laughs> someone like Christopher Nolan can pull it off because he's that fucking talented. Yeah. But like the people who kind of came in his shadow are just like you know they're just lesser than and they can never carry that off and so. Just being embarrassed by the source material makes me not want to go watch it. Right. Like, that's why. Oops. That's why Infinity War was so great. It's right. like they completely just like decided to embrace the balls to the wall cosmic yeah. adventure. That's why I don't really want to deal with all the Netflix movies, like the Netflix shows, TV yeah. shows. Like, um, this is not really a spoiler, but whatever. And Luke Cage, Mr. Fish shows up, and Mr. Fish in the comics is like a complete fucking mess cartoon character. Mr. Fish. Yeah. Wait, what? He wasn't very important. Mr. Fish. Uh, not not Piranha. <laughs> Is that different? No, there's another one. Oh, okay. They're yeah. all fish names. They're yeah. all fish names. Like he looks like an aquarium. Walking, talking fish man with like huge lip. It was, it was, I really wanted, I, they're just, I don't know, they bore the hell out of me because they turn everything into what Why? could be a funny thing. And Why can't they just be have four fucking fun episodes shorter yeah. and stuff happens? Yeah. I don't know about that. I mean... That, this Luke Cage season actually didn't feel like there were huge lulls. I yeah, thought it wasn't it, as bad. I, I thought it was pretty good, but for me, I think the thing I don't like is the um, follow the leader policy in filmmaking. That MCU has built a universe, oh. and DC tries to chase that. Yeah, and yeah. all of the art that's, that's made wrong, is yeah. in reflection to that model. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that way. Well, it's it's the whole it's the whole discussion about art art versus commerce, uh, where uh, trying to create art that is supposed to be profitable uh, for the masses always plays it safe. That's why you see so many sequels, so many spinoffs, and then the follow the leader model that you just said. It's like, oh, they Marvel was able to do something that was really successful. Let's try to replicate that. It wasn't just DC. Yeah. It was like the the Universal Monsters, for example. They tried that and they failed. They tried it like three times Stupid and they idea. failed every yeah. time. Yeah, and it's just it just Stupid doesn't work. Bitch. I don't know. I guess I also would like to see. I, I mean, it's it's stupid, I guess, but like it is just having female leads or gay I know. I know. leads, and I don't want to be I mean, the person we, who's like just put them in those positions it should be Where representation matters and we want to see ourselves on screen and it should be such a non-issue like well, they should just be there casually with, with that in mind what could actually be that like what, what, yeah, what representation would, be, would you like yeah, to see yeah exactly yeah. What, what, what could we actually do I mean, it was easy. I think in Black Panther, Okoye could have—they could have made her a lesbian. And I think instead of would, a really shitty love triangle for no, but, or not love triangle, but like a love an actual leading that. character, how could that play out? I think the reason why it happened in uh, Black Panther was because the actor was such a light actor that they they kind of forced that into the role for him. Wasn't it? Wasn't Okoye supposed to be? Like, what's the character's name? I can't remember his name. Oh, the guy from Get Out. The guy, yeah, the guy from the Rhino he has, as an actor, just has so much draw draw for audiences. They just pushed it together. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It didn't need to be there. But, okay, so I'm I'm gonna spoil a little bit, but Mm. in the thing that I actually like about in Luke Cage, there's a... Stop spoiling Luke Cage! It doesn't matter. The thing that I like about the gay relationship that occurs in it is that it's so poorly written. That it's like... We finally gotten to a point where gay relationships can, be can also bad. be shit. They can also just be bad 
terrible. But, uh, we, we also had it in Jessica Jones. We had it uh, exactly yeah. what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. That was I terrible. I love it. She was in love with a prostitute or some shit like no, that. No, I definitely that cured def- her. definitely want to talk about it. It went to such cliche territory. Yes, too. and I love that. I, just, I hated it. It's not token, but it is shit. Oh, it's, it's garbage. Okay, um, well, I'm excited to... See that? So, yeah. Who are the who are characters no. that could anchor their own movie that are gay and or women? Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel. Well, I mean, it's, it's Marvel. Marvel. Probably you couldn't do it now, but I would say like a Quicksilver. I don't know. I mean, maybe North Star. He's, He's someone who's who no one really knows about that you could really kind He's of. He's not a just lead, leading character. Well, if they didn't, no. yeah, but, yeah, but you would just you would just rewrite him as a character. If they didn't fuck up the X Men universe, him. they could easily do Iceman. Uh, the Midnighter. Maybe. No, Iceman could not be. What about um, um, Nightwing? Nightwing. Oh, okay. Nightwing's Nightwing not gay. gay. Not, I thought he was gay. No, he's not gay. No, no, no. Uh, he's no, sexualized but Midnighter would be really sorry, good. I, I said Wait, thought I meant to, to, to be fair we did sexualize Nightwing that was on us that was on us we have obje- objectified him it's yeah I think Midnighter would work really well yeah yeah it could be a, a really also, nice indie it's house, also like, it proves the point that we have not had a main leading gay character mm-hmm. to have a storyline or a character to pull from, which is fact. Well, the bigger problem is that I think a lot of the characters that do, I mean, yeah, they're not going to be nearly as big a names, but they also would require, like, you could think of, like, Wiccan and, uh... I mean, you could do Wonder Woman. Asgardian. Asgardian. Actually, Wonder Woman being bisexual. I'm just so sad what, that... Was she in the comics? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just so sad that every single time it is a gay character or, like, a gay thing is the main plot... It has to be immediately open for an award, and you're like, yeah. no, no, it's just a fucking like. Can we just not award this? Can we just treat it like it's fucking normal? Yeah, I think that's yeah. why Love Simon is so, so important. Oh, Love Simon was. Uh, I I tasted water that was spicier than Love Simon. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was very bland. This ketchup is a spicy, <laughs> spicy. I was having a conversation with uh, Frankie French, our, our friend, uh, yeah. about her daughter who is. 12 or 13 She's 12 years old, yeah. And so um, she went to go see that movie with her mom, and she like, like just loved it. Like, the movie wasn't for us. Yeah. In our age. That's it's a good for, point. For, like, for like teenagers, it's like it's a, <coughs> it's really good to see that kind of representation. So, yeah. Tumblr it was loves that advocate. Kind of well, let's have a fucking movie that gay faggots want to see. Boring gays? So, yeah. Well, so, okay. Not boring When gays. we look at the comic books, though, we've got, like, Cena Grace and Christina Strain mm-hmm. and... The, the success is, like, Ta-Nehisi Coates, who's doing so well, but obviously that's also related to his outside career of comics. Why are why are gay and uh, female-represented female. comics doing so poorly? Because uh, this, we're sending it to the masses, and I, yeah. as I already said multiple times, gay, I mean, straight men don't want to see gay men doing a fucking thing in a mainstream yeah. film. Yeah, the, well, so the, the comic audience, so this is an interesting dichotomy. Comic creators, by... Uh, for the most part, tend to be like pretty progressive individuals because they're artists. Artists tend to like veer towards progressivism. The consumers of comics, by and large, are all about defending the status quo, and they're like cisgender, straight white men. Yeah. Uh, and so it's like the guy that even commented on our post uh, when we were doing something—the thing about Pride Month. Yeah. 
And he says, well, I'm okay with gay stuff as long as it's not, like, you know, forced down my throat, like a, like a but, metal boat. Uh, yeah. metal, or uh, aluminum boat, or whatever the fuck yeah. he said. That was and, clever. I but, liked that. Yeah, which I'm into. Like an aluminum which, to be fair, I don't know what the fuck that meant. He meant, like, an aluminum bat. I don't know why he had to write aluminum to describe the bat, then misspell bat in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, like, seriously that. Like, there are people who are like, well, I'm okay with it if I don't have to see it. Well, then you're not okay with, okay with it. That. Yeah. We're not talking about, like, you know, gay porn here. We're talking about representation of people... Uh, you know, like having romantic entanglements with people of the same sex. I want to okay. see some light touching. I want to just a little make out, a little make out, a little like you know sleeping in the same bed. I just want to see a little penetration fingering. in a little <laughs> finger. But um, <laughs> you're not finger glass. But but it hard. But you know, I will give Marvel credit for bringing uh, Iceman back. Uh, like yeah. Cena Grace giving him a second chance, even though it's I think it was. I think. Uh, no, I think it's another twelve issues. It's, I think. I, think I, thought, I thought it was twelve. Um, it's yeah. ongoing. I mean, I think you know it's got its flaws. So it's gonna it's be got twelve issues. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna have its problems, but I, oh, the fact but the fact that it's there is progress. Yeah, I'd like to think that um, our talking about it really helped contribute. It's all us. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. We're saving. We're welcome. I bashed it left, right, and center. We eviscerated it. You, you joke, but like actually, opening dialogue with like random people does help a lot. Like, and it would make them. I think in the way that Black Panther really like took off and it became so popular and like what the second highest Marvel like movie oh, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> it was Avengers, Infinity War, and then Black Panther. I'm pretty what, what sure else that's was? correct. Yeah. Your fucking face. Okay. Whoa. Oh, oh. I forgot my face was an entire movie. Mm. Ew. Mm. That'd be <laughs> terrible. I wouldn't I don't know watch that. That, that one yeah. should have sold zero, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, the New York Times um, had, has spoiled <laughs> a lot of uh, comic book issues. Yeah. They just spoiled... Batman and Catwoman's we're, And we're not going to talk about the spoiler here. We're not going to mention the spoiler here. But the issue hasn't come out yet. Whisper it to me afterwards. We will whisper it to you. Afterwards. I hate when none... But they've spoiled... Sorry, I was going to ask yeah. a question. They've spoiled, they spoiled the Kitty Colossus uh, uh, gold issue. They also, a while ago, spoiled Captain America's death yes, issue. Yes, I remember yeah. that. It was a and then over also and when stuff. Iceman came out, didn't they spoil that? I think they yeah. spoiled and that. They that, was spoiled. An, that was actually an announcement that they made. That, uh, okay. that Iceman All right, that's your, that's your question. So the question is, is about, it's about spoilers. <laughs> like, do you think that a spoiler <coughs> like that is bad? And how much are you okay with spoiling in terms of comic book or, it's or twofold. comic book media art. It's twofold. If if you are going to get the ratings, the fucking whatever you're trying to get, like people coming to the audience, like people going to the audience, people like reading it, people whatever it is. If you already have that, then it should be mums the fucking word. But if you need people to read it because you're not going to get the, those turnout, then you have to announce it before. So Avengers: Infinity War is perfect for this because you're gonna get the turnout. So you can keep everything a goddamn secret. Otherwise, right. whatever. Comics but, are too small, I think, from a monetary property perspective that they're like, to your they point, sell issues. they like, we call you back in. Because I remember every time that a non, I don't know, comic book related like news outlet covers something, it's like, yeah, here's a historical thing, so go check it out if you want, as opposed to like, hey, I'm reading that. So I think a couple of things. One, comics have still been chasing the dream of the death of Superman from the early 90s right. about how many millions of copies that sold oh, yeah. right around the same time as X-Men number one the Jim exactly. Lee Chris Claremont they want to go back to those like you know those days of like you know uh, honey and wine basically 
uh, or whatever, like the what a delicious dinner. Mm. Uh, but it's really <laughs> shitty for people who re- are reading the comics on a regular basis, who want to experience the story, uh, to, for it to be spoiled that way. I don't know. There's no reason for the New York Times to wait until Wednesday, uh, which is when New Comics Day comes out, Wednesday, when Batman uh, number fifty comes out, yeah. which is the the wedding of Batman and Catwoman. To just be like, this happened, and it allows people to go read the story, whether on Comixology or going to their local comic shop, and then other people reading about it. Like, spoiling it three days in advance just seems... I mean, I know DC Comics is complicit with this, and Marvel is complicit with the Colossus Kitty stuff. Yeah. But I, it's, just, I, it's just it's such a shitty way to, like, treat your fans. It, it seems just like is. the one area where clickbait is valuable. Yeah. Like, you won't believe what happened in this issue of, of X-Men Gold. Yeah. And they could still have the spoiler as a part of their announcement. They could have just waited advance, a couple days, yeah. But they could have, like, had spoiler or something, because if it's three days ahead... Then you're like not bracing yourself like this day I've got to avoid Facebook because yeah. otherwise the New York Times is going to spoil the story. Correct. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's not like like the like watching RuPaul's finale. Like or for example, Game like of Thrones. Exactly. Like I d- stopped paying it. I missed the Game of Thrones like finale like one year or whatever. So I just avoid spoilers right. until I could watch yeah. it and avoided the internet. There's scene. Oh, sorry. Whereas I like whereas this sex scene. I think once something has um, so gross. When something has been released, then it's fair game for spoilers. Yeah. Like, I've gotten into arguments with people, uh, like, after Game of Thrones, like, I'd post something on Facebook. It's like, you know, um, maybe maybe I shouldn't have done it, but, so like, once you're on the internet... Facebook, okay, yeah, yeah, like, you're on the, you're on the internet. What's the statute of limitations? Two weeks. By media. Because I don't think it's two weeks for a TV show. No, no, no. What you do with that case is you just don't post... The actual, I mean, it's fucking social media. It's not big, but like newspapers should be posting in the title, like the headlines. No, well, yeah. I'm saying like you personally, you personally like like saying thing about a spoiler. Because I would say, say TV like, show eight days as soon as the next wow, episode eight, comes out. Very specific. Uh, no, I just I post immediately. I'm sorry. No, you're like you should no. be offline. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna avoid Facebook, if I know I'm watch if I'm watching Game of Thrones, I'd say I give you two days before I stop qualifying that I'm giving gonna give a spoiler on TV. For movies, I'll give two weeks where I'm saying, like, hey, Spoiler spoilers for this. Otherwise, oh, yeah, I'm fine, not going to yeah. concern yeah. myself. Yeah. Um, I'm like a day, yeah. I, <laughs> that, I guess it depends on the show. I, 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 you know what? Like, that's just, just being that, that's kind of your own, like, sense of decorum and or politeness. But I think it's still fair game. Once the thing is aired, if it's out there, it's yeah. out there. I don't that, like watch it. That's true. Although there are those fucking assholes when a show leaks who are, like, posting in advance. That's, oh, yeah, yeah. That's no, different. No, that's no, different. Advanced, no, no, I agree. Yeah, when like, you, when you fuck can't, those people. When you can't experience... Yeah, no, I defriended somebody who, like, spoiled one of the episodes of Game of Thrones. Christopher Davis! Wait, what? Christopher Davis fucking spoiled me on Game of Thrones. Did he really? I wanted to beat him to death. Oh, okay, I'm... Cool. I mean, I, that helps. that's what I want to do every day. I mainly <laughs> just hate someone that if you've already told them not to spoil something, that then they spoil. I mean, we always have well, this. Well, that stuff. is a Our friend was... Jason with The Good Place, where it's like, we literally were just talking about how yeah. we just started watching just it, or like, I was like, know, oh, it's this hell. Happened. Yeah. I'm like, oh. oh wait, wait, wait. Whoa, spoiler I mean, alert. Well, for the first season. have had enough time for this. I mean, season one ended like a year and a half ago. It's still amazing. My roommate got mad at me because I spoiled an episode of Glee, which was fucking like eight years ago. What? And I was, but I didn't. Say, Wait, I did said, you, did I you said, tell them the song? No, I said, is this the episode <laughs> when blank happens? 
And he was, you got oh, so like mad. And I'm like, it's fucking eight years ago. Too for him. To be depends. fair, he did not see that. He was a thousand percent in the right with that. It was like, what is this? It and was also, the weekend he, it came out, and I did not know Ego was the villain. And I, thought, I didn't, didn't say Ego was. What did I say? Ego. I said exactly. Oh no, I didn't no, say. Ego, I said ego was precisely the villain in this case, Kaylin. What? No, no, oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> it was your ego. I was talking about no, your ego. No, I got it. You don't have to like, explain oh, the joke. Oh, now I get it. <laughs> Please. Oh, God. No, but like there was like plenty of like footage that showed that he was the villain. I, I, didn't, think it was, I didn't think it was a spoiler. I will say trailers. that while watching the movie, you pretty quickly deduce that there's something I mean, they fucking wrong. cast not, Kurt Russell. Right. You knew he was going to be I'm significant. I'm sure but if you I could, thought about it. But I actually do, when I embrace art, I do like like... The one thing I don't like about Westworld is how many people want to come up with theories and stuff. And obviously, oh, I want to consume those theories, yeah. but I think that if I watched the first season, I would not have known William this, and the Man in Black. I was so glad that I avoided Mystery Box, Mystery yeah. Box shows just cannot exist anymore with the advent of social media. If Lost, if Lost had come out like now... It'd like be, it would be so unbearable deduced. to watch. Well, so I, I mean, in that, like, I just didn't read anything related to that stuff. So that's why I was so surprised in these reviews where people were just like, "And we all knew this was coming." I was like, "Wait, we did?" Like, yeah. I didn't really see that coming. Yeah. I, I think that I want to have kind of a a, a willful ignorance. Yeah. About oh no, I like reveals. Structuring yeah. the story because I reveals. I want to be the the just, author's like stupid audience member. Like, I'm going oh, to yeah. carry Don't worry, we all think you're stupid. No, yeah. my favorite memory of just, like, a real quick spoiler story, I went to go see, I don't remember that, it was Denzel Washington, Angelina Jolie, The Bone Collector. Oh, yeah. And oh, I just yeah. remembered... That like, wasn't was, Denzel Washington. Wasn't it? No, that was uh, Morgan Freeman. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, racism. No. Racism. racism. I was just sitting in the theater, my mom just leans over to me, she's like, I bet that guy's the killer. I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I just ruined this movie, because now all I did oh, was watch him. Matt Reese did that with The Incredibles, too. It's oh, like, yeah. oh, she's the villain. To, to be fair. <laughs> Everyone saw that from a mile yeah, away. Yeah, but also, that, like, that shut up, batteries. Yeah. So there um, there have been a Good few motto. studies related <laughs> to spoilers, uh, as specifically for films. As it turns out, um, people tend to rate films more highly if they've been spoiled for them. Really? The idea is that what a spoiler does is that it allows you to know the plot points so that you don't have to anticipate and try and think about what's the na- oh, next major thing that's going to happen. Focus, yeah. So you can focus on more of the minor details, which make it feel more full. Wow. Which is why I, like I seeing... am the opposite of that. But I like... That makes me mad. Okay, yeah. I like... Seeing things coming is annoying. I like seeing stuff a second time after yes. knowing the destination because I can focus on those yeah. things. But what's funny is Breaking Bad, one of the best shows ever made... I didn't start watching it until I watched the finale. Oh, I watched God. the fin- I watched well I watched the first two episodes, wasn't super into it, and then I watched the finale at your place, Adam. And That's then right. I was like I was like, Oh, this is interesting. So I went back and I was almost watching it like a, a framing prequel, story. Yeah. I was like, how is this all gonna lead up to this end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like it was it created a very different kind of a viewing experience and I kinda of liked it. That's funny. What? 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 <laughs> I think that's about <laughs> No, no, no. We got more. Okay, so I have one question. Yeah. Maybe a departing question because you guys are dead to me. Uh, if you uh, if you could create some sort of gay media, whatever. Empire? Media, this is happening right Grindr. now. Comic, 
movie, TV show, what would it be? What wouldn't be the perfect thing that you would like? It doesn't have to be pre-existing. Just what would you like to see? Maybe it's an idea. Maybe it's something that already, already so we, exists. We, the, the task is it's got to be gay-related gay yeah. and some form of Queer visual, culture, yeah, visual yeah. media. Exactly, yeah. What would be fun to see? Um, I would love to see a week. But I'll go first since I imposed the question. Um, I, I'm imposing. Uh I would like to see a weekly, actually, like, gay superhero that's very Daredevil-esque, so it's, uh, it's, it's not... like a street-level... Exactly, so it doesn't have to be, like, this big production or anything like that, but I would like to see him just gay. He doesn't have to be a goddamn tortured soul. I would like him to be funny, because gay guys are funny, <laughs> and if that's a stereotype, I don't want to be wrong... But, like, I would like to actually see that on TV, and it can't be on the CW because I want it to be good. Yeah. But I've described Omar Little from The Wire. Uh, but he's, he's a villain, but yeah. I uh, know, he's, like, anti, he's an anti hero. Yeah. Omar Little's on a. Oh, I've never watched The Wire. <laughs> but, like, he's basically. Oh, he's, it's so good. He's oh, like, I know, that's what everyone so cliche Lee says to me. Yeah. We're such white people who have to only watch African American shows. And some sort of social justice situation. I'm yeah, we are. Yeah. No, I do love Atlanta. I don't, um, yeah. I don't watch The Wire to assuage my white guilt. Yeah, you do. I give money to homeless people to assuage my white guilt. But you don't give money to anyone. That's true. They're very broke. Thank you. Um, anyway, <laughs> I also want a... I would actually rather would see a gay... A strong gay movie. Because I think that would have a bigger, movie? yeah, I think that would have a much bigger impact than a TV show in terms of representation. Mm -hmm. And I think um, is there someone from comics that you would want? Uh, I mean, it's I know it's similar to the adaptation question, but maybe like you could make a character gay. Like if Kitty Pride was gay, that would make sense to me. Well, she might be if yeah. that wedding. Oh, oh spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Two days. Uh, yeah, no, that's like, I, I don't. I mean, a Midnighter movie would probably be pretty fucking good. Like, I think they yeah. could easily de like deconstruct like toxic masculinity. They could do a lot with like they could do a lot with a lot. If they had good people on, and good talent. Yeah, they could really knock that movie out of the park and be like a complete cult hit, and also hopefully make a lot of money. I would like to see uh, Gem of the Holograms, but with drag queens. Oh my god, you win. That was jizz. the right answer. Oh, you've se you've seen the the jizz videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just downloaded it. I just pulled it up. No, but I want to see like like you know like you got you got like gay men and then they turn into these superheroes when they dress as women. Fuck yeah! I want to see also gender bending in that way would be so fucking. It would be great, and I would they they could be like a trans character. Like I would like love all of it, you know. I mean the ones the the adaptations I would like have already been done. Having a very localized superhero team that helps people try and improve their lives in minimal ways. Queer Eye is made. All things just you keep getting really better. You were really living to that build, that build and, a bit. And <laughs> we, we, John, we, Jonathan we, we is super, super yeah, stories, yeah. super stories that question the inherent masculinity of um, of all superhero narratives. Yeah. And try and reframe masculinity as not being like being macho. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, yes. uh, Steven Universe. Oh, it's yeah. fucking amazing. It's really good. And also it's, great for kids, so it's... Uh, it's great for adults, it. too. No, well, they no. also check that box with... I mean, I that's I really... That's what I like about Black Panther and Captain America is, like, those are both 
phenomenal representations of what masculinity could and should be. Like both of them are very honor bound, very like strong people, but also believe. But in Iron Man's your favorite, though, right? Iron yeah. Man. Oh god, yeah. fucking piece of shit. I yeah. hate that character, and I hate that. He's like, the I, best. Ugh. Also, I just want the biggest faggot ever to be a superhero and just be like a girl just like i want that adaption to actually be on like just, just the best is reads all, always basically. sassing everything but yeah. like as powerful is right at the end of the day i would love that That's that would so be nice to what iceman could be so they could do a really he good needs to lean into it well they but could he, do he also make dad jokes they anymore. could do a gay version of the age of apocalypse morph and i think that would be great i would love to see a dokken uh series Ooh, where he does that that's like a, a real like, and like have a gay character a gay writer write him yes you know would he, be a, would he be a villain or would he what would he, he be, be anti-hero. He, anti-hero. he's always on the line i feel like always on the line but like he'd be sassy as fuck the problem with um with Bobby Drake and Iceman is like he's too newly out that he's like trying to figure out how to how to like still be gay yeah and like you want somebody who's like comfortable in their own skin and being able to just be like fucking sassy as shit what um Clark what would you like and don't say X Factor no no I don't want it to be uh, it's more fantasy than anything it's just because I watched uh, Sleeping Beauty last yesterday uh-huh. But I really want like a, a like a 1960s style like animation Sleepy with booty. with 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 like a gay prince situation or something that is, oh is yeah for like children. a nice yeah oh that's cute yeah, yeah. I just I don't know I you just want like a fairy tale. It. I think it's because I just want to sleep with Prince Philip so much. But... <laughs> oh, because you like that yeah. white nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a great voice. He, oh, he, he was he was fine much. with not marrying a princess because he wanted to be with this like Aurora. poor peasant girl. I was all about it. He's a good guy. <laughs> I've never heard you say that about anyone. Yeah, I know. And you still I, haven't said that about. But a real it's about person. a two-dimensional character, <laughs> yeah. as opposed to real people. Who cares about real people? All right. Well, uh, quick lightning round before we wrap up. Favorite and not gay necessarily movie villain or hero. Uh, Jafar, Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> Cruella oh, DeVille. Jesus. Uh, you can do a hero as well. Captain America. Really? Yeah. Ew. Captain America. Wow, you're sure. a fag. <laughs> Thanos. Really? Can pitch that is that, he is Thanos. Yeah. In, the, in the movie? Yeah. Okay. The way, way you way snap your fingers. So. Yeah. I'm yeah. a dog murderer. <laughs> yeah. Cruella <laughs> DeVille. Yes, we know that. Cruella DeVille. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jafar is sassy, but also powerful. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> well, this has been excellent. That was real insightful, girl. This is home. Home superior exposed. Uh, <laughs> good luck, everyone else. <laughs>